This episode is brought to you by Element. That's L-M-N-T. What's Element? Element is the product that came into my life at exactly the right moment. I've been training hard. I've been sweating like a maniac. But unfortunately, after my sessions, I could never kick that feeling of dehydration. It didn't matter how much water I drank. In fact, the more water I drank, the worse it got. My body was telling me, you need more. You need electrolytes. But I refused to go and buy some sugary sports drink and put that garbage into my body. Enter Element. What's Element? It's a tasty electrolyte drink mix. That's right. I said tasty. They have seven different flavors. My personal favorite is mango chili. But most importantly, it's got no sugar. It's got no gluten. It's got no garbage. There's got no guilt. Take it. You'll feel better. You won't feel like a bum after you drink it. You won't feel any guilt after taking it. To get your element today, go to drinklmnt.com backslash George Mahoney. Again, that's drinklmnt.com backslash George Mahoney. Get yours today. Welcome to the episode of 6 Minute Monday where I give you six tips and tricks to make you more efficient and effective in the weight room, the boardroom, and on the football field. This week, we're going to do another hybrid episode where we're giving you both tips and tricks and doing a recap of what happened at this weekend's challenge. Okay, tip number one. This is an exercise tip. It is a mobility slash stability slash prehab slash primer movement that you can do in the gym. And I like doing it because when I do it, it makes me feel like a warrior. And I actually picked it up from a book that I'm rereading called The Warrior Diet, which will have a whole other podcast about it at a later time. But for right now, what I want you to do is I want you to grab one of those jump stretch midi bands that you have. And I want you to start with the end in mind so you know what you want to look like at the end. And at the end, you want to look like a warrior shooting a bow of a bow and arrow. And you want to look like you're shooting, uh, sorry, <laughs> shooting an arrow of a bow and arrow. And you want to look like you're shooting this arrow at a 45-degree angle into the air. Imagine you are an archer, and you are shooting an arrow at something 200 yards away from you in one of the, uh, the, the Roman Wars. All right? So, take the band, stretch your arms out. The front, let's say your left arm right now, should be holding the bow of the bow and arrow. And pull your right arm back with that band as if you're holding the string. And you want to have your left arm completely extended and straight out. And your right arm peeled back so that it is crossing your torso. It should not even be near your torso. Be shook out by your torso. The full arm back. That's it. Then, when you're there, just bring your arms back together again. I know you wouldn't do this with a, a, a real bow and arrow, but you want to bring your arms back together again. And then stretch them out. Get them long, and now again, you want to look like you are holding a bow and arrow, and you're about to release that string. Repeat that eight times, both sides. Uh, not only is it good for your chest, your shoulders, the stabilization of your core, there is something to it. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just me and my own mind, but there is something to it feeling like an absolute warrior in the middle of of your workout. Okay, tip number two, something I am experimenting with, or should I say re-experimenting with, I am reintroducing kefir into my diet. Now, what is kefir? Kefir is just a form of like fermented milk, and it's real. It's a, it's a probiotic. There's a lot of uh, cultures in it that are supposed to help activate the enzymes in your stomach, which helps you better digest food, which helps with all sorts of uh, health issues and a digestion of food and whatnot. Now, why am I saying reintroducing it? Well, I really don't, I have really very little dairy dairy in my diet, the way I, I, I eat things, uh, the way I manage my diet, but this is just a way for me to help have more digestive enzymes or more, more probiotics getting into my gut, because I think they said uh, the gut 
is like the second brain of the body. And I, I do take probiotics. I do have sauerkraut or used to have sauerkraut every morning for breakfast. I now just have sa- sauerkraut intermittently throughout the day as part of my warrior diet, which again, I'll get to at another podcast. But kefir is just yet another way for me to try and get the, uh, the probiotics and the enzymes activated inside of my gut. If you're looking for a good kefir, try and get one without too much added sugar in it. I believe that Lifeway organic kefir is a very healthy version, at least from what I've read. That is what I'm taking now, and it's not like I'm jugging gallons of it. I'm just taking like, uh, you know, four to six ounces of it a couple times a week just to keep the gut going. All right, tip number three. Tip number three, something that I was watching that moved me. It was The Man in the Arena, episode three. They're talking about the 2004 Patriots and... They are talking about edgers. And what they mean by edgers is, we talk about in advanced training a lot, guys losing their edge. And what they're talking about is getting an edge on somebody else. Who's watching more film? I'm watching more film than you. I got the edge on you. Oh, you took you feel a little sore today? I got my edge on you. Oh, you worked out at 6.30? I worked out at 6. I got an edge on you. And I love that mentality. And what Tom Brady, v- Coach Vrabel, who is now who was a player at the time, uh, who else that? Teddy Bruschi. These guys are talking about you're not being held accountable by the coaches. You're being held accountable by the other guys on the team. And what they were, everybody was always looking for that edge. They were looking for an edge over each other. And by constantly trying to have that edge over each other, when they went to go play their opponents, they knew they had the edge over them. They knew they couldn't work at the level they were working. They knew they didn't have guys pushing each other at the level that they were pushing themselves. And this is something that I absolutely love about advanced training. And I'm going to get into this when we talk about this week's challenge because I do think it's such a beautiful thing. I love every second when guys are out there trying to get the edge on themselves, get the edge on each other, and then now that we have teams, get the edge on the other team. But at the same time, I I don't really need to push guys when we're on that field. I have to probably push them to get there. But once they're there, it's just guys pushing each other so so hard that every time we leave... Every time we leave, I know these people are better people than they walked onto that field. Every single time, just because of the culture of the people and the, and the people that we have in that group. All right? So watch episode, I think it's episode number three or episode number four, but it's, it's the man in the arena. It talks about the 2004 Patriots and what they did to have that edge. Okay, the last tip. This is a, I guess, a quote that I've been thinking about, and I saw this well, I was on a plane last week, and I've actually talked about this quote before. Not on this podcast, but I talked about it with other people. And it's from The Matrix. Yes, the actual, the old movie, The Matrix. Here it is. This is Morpheus talking to Neo. Morpheus talking to Neo. The Matrix is a system, Neo. That system is our enemy. But when you're inside, you look around, what do you see? Businessmen, teachers, lawyers, carpenters. The very minds of the people we are trying to save. I'll say that again. The very minds of the people we are trying to save. But until we do, these people are still a part of that system, and that makes them our enemy. You have to understand, most of these people are not ready to be unplugged. I'll say that again. Most of these people are not ready to be unplugged. And many of them are so inert, so helplessly dependent on the system, that they will fight to protect it. Now, some of you may be saying, Coach, I'm with you. I love it. Some of you may say, Coach, I have no idea what you are talking about right now. What does this have to do with anything? Well, if you are trying to create change in any environment, let's take in a work environment, you're trying to convince people that, uh, for the most part, meetings are a waste of time. For the most part, emails are unnecessary. 
people are not going to come up to you and hug you and say, wow, this is the greatest thing ever. You are, you're saving me from long meetings. No, they're going to fight and scratch and, and claw to stay indoctrinated in the system that they're in. Or if you're going to say, you know, maybe it's not worth uh, hopping on a bus for two and a half hours every day to work in a job that you hate, to make money you don't need, to impress people you don't like. They're not going to say, oh, you're right. They're going to make every excuse possible to think why what they're doing is the right thing because sometimes it's just easier to stay in that matrix. I, I was watching that movie too. The guy was, uh, I remember the guy was holding up a piece of steak and he said, I know this not's real. I know, I know this is not real. My brain is telling me it's juicy and it tastes great, but I know it's not. But you know what? Sometimes ignorance is bliss. So that, that scene is so, so telling to me when he runs that. If you remember, there's a simulation. He's talking to Neo in a crowded street in a city. And then he said, Neo, are you listening to me? Or are you looking at the girl in the red dress? Now that girl in the red dress could be anything. It could be any distraction that is stopping you from seeing the truth. I, 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 I've never watched the full Matrix movie from end to end, but that one scene just sticks in my head. So if you're trying to create a culture of change, again, it could be in the workplace. It could be in a gym where you're telling people, you know what, maybe it shouldn't work out till you're going to puke. Uh, maybe it shouldn't work out till you can't stand. Or it could be on a football field where you're trying to say, team first is better than I, I, I. And the only way you're going to win is if you do it as a team. People are not going to run up to you and hug you and embrace you. But trust me, it's not, it's not their fault. They're stuck in whatever matrix they're in, and it's going to take some time. You just got to find a way and find the will to get consistently push that message across. Okay, here we go. Tips are done. We're going to get into this weekend's challenge. So there was a ever the controversy at this weekend's challenge. I'm going to start it off with a quote from the great Pete Amorosi, who had two great things to say this at this. He always does, but they had two great ones that actually changed a lot of the, the thinking and the process of what's going on at advanced training. So thing number one, Pete said, the entirety of advanced training is based on a 20-year-old stopwatch that's frozen. So why do he say that? Well, <laughs> he's right. Well, the, watch, the watch, stopwatch is probably not 20 years old. It's probably like five years old. But it's a handheld stopwatch. We don't have lasers. This is not the NFL Combine. Uh, this is not the Olympics. It's me with a stopwatch. And there's been ever the debate of Coach Mahoney's got a slow finger. He's got a fast finger. He's not fair about the way he times people. He likes this guy. He hates that guy. And the truth of the matter is none of that and all of that is true. The other, I'll say that again, by the way. None of that and all of that is true. And guys have even accused me of liking chaos and altering the results to create whatever scenario I want to create to push them to a level they've never been to before. And I'll say again that none of that is true. I won't say that all of that is true, but none of that is true. I feel that I am very consistent. My finger may not be 100% accurate, but I am, I am consistent with that finger pressing that button. But there is another variable, and this goes to Pete Amorosi's second point. It's frozen. The stopwatch, we're working out in uh, 11, feels like 11 degree weather. So the stopwatch it freezes. It legitimately freezes. There's been times where I have to stop guys and say, stop your drill. The stopwatch is frozen. We got to go again. Uh, for the most part, I'll keep it in my car. I'll keep the car running while we're going. For that day, my, my push to start was not working on my car because I, I don't know why, but it just wasn't working that day on my car. I think because I was away for a while. I hadn't started my car in a week, and it just wasn't working. Having said that, that, that was a really cold day on the stopwatch, and it was frozen, and... If you try to use your phone, try, I don't know if you ever tried this, if you try to use your phone in 11 degree weather, the battery goes dead in like 10 seconds. So we got to work on the stopwatch. Anyway, so Pete Amorosi made a very valid point. Having said that, that point had little or nothing to do with what was going on in this training session. So we had three groups competing head-to-head -head 
in a slider. They're going to do a 20-yard slider. Then there's going to be two sets of 20-yard there and backs with a prowler. And on that prowler was 140 pounds. And then there was going to be another set of sliders. Now, there were also some penalties being tacked on to groups. If a guy missed, so one group had one guy, Joe Tronzo, he missed. If you missed without warning, if it's an unexcused absence, you get a five-second, or sorry, four-second penalty. If you knock down a cone, you get a penalty. If you're doing a slider and your foot touches the ground twice, you get a penalty. So the first two groups that went had these a bunch of different penalties, and the time was so close that I said, you know what? You guys are going to have to redo it because it's too close for me to call. Me being the guy that's open-minded, me being the guy accused uh, – well, I shouldn't say I'm open-minded. Me being the guy that's being accused of uh, faking numbers or having a slow finger or whatever to make things more interesting. No, not the truth. I just knew that the time was so close. It was under a second, and with all the penalties, I said, you guys are just going to redo it. I, I, this is not fair. You're going to do it again. But there was a third team that had to go. And this third team, Joe Shalasi's team, once again, I think it was the third week in a row, they only had two guys. We've had teams with six guys. We had a team with five guys. We had a team with four guys over the last couple weeks. This team, three weeks in a row, only two guys. They got guys that just are not showing up for a hundred different reasons, some legitimate, some not legitimate. Anyway, having said that, so this last team still has to go. No one thinks that they're going to win because they only have two guys. Why would they win? Uh, they got two dudes doing this uh, four-event four race. They're going to be fatigued. They're going to be tired. Why would they win? Well, guess what? They win. They win, they, they win by, like, almost two seconds. And no one believes me that that's actually true. I heard somebody actually say in the background, uh, he just must feel bad for them. Or someone that said afterwards that I just enjoy chaos and I wanted to see them win. No, that's not the truth. They actually won. So they won, and there was controversy, and people are questioning the stopwatch. Well, too bad, people. I am the commissioner. It is what it is, and I would say that I am consistent. And for those of you who don't believe me, there are times where I sit home and I do practice how quickly I can stop the stopwatch at a certain time to keep that finger, keep my finger calibrated as much as possible. Anyway, whew, as, as some of you may or may not know with these rules, the team that wins, what they are allowed to do is they are allowed to select people. They get three points in our challenge, and then they're still allowed to let, select individuals to compete head-to-head. When those individuals compete head-to-head, if you win, you also get three points, and if you lose, you get a point. But if you lose two head-to-head challenges, you can no longer be in any head-to-head challenge for the remainder of this season. And then once you start losing these points, you have no opportunity, uh, you lose less, or you lose opportunities to make yourself a higher seed as we get to the NCAA bracket at the end. Well, here we go. Because it snowed last, well, it snowed one week, and I was away for a week, we're a little behind on our, our advanced training challenges. So, we made this a double elimination tournament. So that means we had two groups of two people going head-to-head. So, I said, here's what the challenge is going to be. The same exact thing we just did. We just did it, but now one person's going to do the whole thing by themselves. And uh, as Tom Galley steps to the gate, he's like a, a horse coming out, of, coming out of the stable, ready to go. As he's getting ready to go, I hear Pete Amorosi say, this is crazy, even by Coach Mahoney's standards. And I was like, he said, everybody's going to be puking. I stopped the event. I was like, he's right. Pete Amorosi, good voice of reason. We're going to cut this thing down. So we took one full leg of the prowler off. So Pete Amorosi, you were very spot on with that. Thank you. I don't want to. <laughs> Someone also said, this is not feeding the captains. This is, no, sorry, this is not feeding the cats. This is putting a cat out to rest. So good call out, men. Yeah, it, it takes a village, right? It takes a village to run this thing. So Tom Galley goes first. I don't know why these guys keep putting them up because... He already had the most points of anyone. Tom Galley. They put Tom Galley against Pete Amorosi, which actually is a great challenge. Both guys are dudes. And Tom Galley beats Pete Amorosi by one second. So Tom Galley wins. So now this guy, Tom Galley, he is up 
nine points. No one else has nine points. He is the number one seed all by himself, and he is undefeated in head-to-head challenges. Then the second group they put up is Joe Baraji, I'm sorry, Pete Baraji and Joe Derrida. And Pete Baraji gets 57 seconds. Joe Derrida gets about a minute and 12. And if we put it in perspective, I believe that Tom Galley got 50, 45 seconds. So there's a lot to it. Uh, the part of it was a freeze-out. We had guys trying to freeze each other out, so, like, intentionally making them go later, so they're standing there getting cold and cold and colder as the workout ended. And also, the infamous ground, it just dries up. So sometimes with that prowler, it's easier. When we first got to that field, there was frost. I mean, I was debating not having the workout because there was so much ice in certain par- areas of the tri-state area that I didn't know what it was going to be like for guys to even get there. We don't have everybody living right in Staten Island. Uh, I, I almost canceled the workout, but things looked pretty clear there, but the field was frosted. By the time we were done, it, it was scorched earth. So uh, I don't want people thinking Baraji's 10 seconds be uh, faster than Galley, sorry, slower than Galley, was, was any indication of Baraji's performance. I think the ground just was legitimately becoming scorched earth. And as you guys know, if you're working training at that field, there's like a snap. <laughs> In one second, that can happen. In one second, your day can be ruined. So Pete Amorosi, good call out. So where we stand right now, Tom Galley is sitting by himself. This is the second podcast in a row where this man is sitting by himself with the most points, the number one seed. I'm just very curious to see what happens next because uh, are they going to put him up again? I mean, I wouldn't. You can keep trying, but I wouldn't. Or they're just going to keep handing this guy points. All right, people, enjoy the rest of your week. Uh, remember this Morpheus quote. Don't get too frustrated when you're trying to help people and uh, they don't want to be helped. All right, bye. This podcast is brought to you by MicroSky, your one-stop shop for IT and computer services. Now, I've been a customer of these guys for years, and here's why. They make things easy. My computer had died. They came, picked up my computer, recovered all my data, and then set me up with a new computer in three days. Fully loaded, I just press the on button, and I'm ready to go. Made my life super, super easy. Now, they don't only specialize in computer repair. They also specialize in cloud backup, data recovery, cybersecurity, and IT support plans. Do not be like me. Do not wait until your computer dies to get in touch with these guys. Visit microskyms.com slash contact. Microsky, that's S-K-Y-M-S dot com slash contact. If you want a free month of cloud backup, make sure you put AT2020 in the referred by field in the contact form. Again, that's AT2020. Do not wait like I did. Contact them today.